Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his good friend, Matt, the Lumberjack Landlord. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing super awesome, Mike. Thank you very much for asking. I'm excited after that first video to just share more knowledge with folks about why we spent the last year creating the dry powder that we did for this market. Folks, and if you haven't seen the first video today, I was um, I was uh, beaten up to uh, go back and watch a ReVenture consulting video. And what I did is I tried to go through it very, you know, time and time again to kind of capture the facts and really have a discussion. At the end of that video, uh, Matt talked about what he has been doing and what he sees around sales and transactions. So uh, the floor is yours. What do you got? So Michael, as we've been talking about for oh, probably four or five months now, transactions coming to the point where they will start to decline. Oh, there's and then and and then we'll start to see momentum in that, and then we'll then that's something that you or I, because we say more than twenty percent is a crash. Yes, we will see transactions crash. No question. That's no question. No question. So I want to make sure to remind folks because you and I lived through the 08, right? We lived through 07, 08, 09. We were buyers in 05, 06, 07. We were sellers as well. Yeah. But we lived through that crash, lived to tell about it, and got into better assets. I didn't do as well as you did in that transition. I'm always honest about that. I didn't do as well as you did in that transition. I saw it falling apart. The problem is, is when I saw it falling apart, I said, I'm still a long-term hold. I still have 30-year debt. I just need to buckle down and make this happen and and just wait, you know, basically wade through the the war. That's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. So the numbers that I wanted to share with folks were in, when we look at nine, 10, and 11, when we talk about transactions, right? Transactions Mm -hmm. right now are about 500,000 homes a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's about what the number is, is 500,000. Existing home sales. Existing home sales. Yes. We're about 500,000 homes a month. So, for a healthy market, right now we have about a million in inventory. Okay. A typical healthy market is between 3 million and 3.5 million existing homes being available. Mm-hmm. So let's just play a little game. Okay. Let's just say, and we know that things don't nosedive off a cliff, they are much more of a gradual, we see the continued downtick, just like we saw in the five years that the real estate market went down after the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. We saw that. So the interesting numbers to me are this. You have 500,000 transactions a, a month mm-hmm. on existing home sales. Right. Let's just play a really fun game and say instantly next month, it drops to 250,000 sales, literally okay. in half. All right. 50% drop. The transactions drop 50%, 500 down to 250. All right. I'm with you. We bump along that 250, half of our normal output, half. Okay. okay. We bump along that 250 for the next eight months in the year, okay. nine months in the year. Okay. Right. Yep. I'm with you. We are still not at a healthy market as far as inventory goes. Transactions in half for nine more months doesn't get you to an inventory of three and a half million homes. That's how far we have to go. Yeah, I know. I agree. So if you're 250,000 homes a month selling 250,000 months a home less, which is a massive number, any market cut in half is massive. Mm. It's not, it's you're in 2023 before you even have three and a half million homes on the market. 
Yeah. And let's be very clear. The one thing that's, so first off, I agree with all that. I'm, I'm running the numbers in my head and you're absolutely right. But there's also one other variable that's really hard to comprehend. I actually think um, supply is going to be hurt even worse. That's yes. What, that, that's what, this is what is, is I, I'm, I must be doing a bad job of communicating this <laughs> because I see it clear as day. And sometimes when I th see things clearly, I don't communicate them well. So let me try again. Uh, we have had a demand problem mm -hmm. in, in real estate. We just yeah. have. Now, how can I say that? Well, the math tells me, right? Because okay. if, we, if we didn't have a demand problem, we would s simply sell less homes, right? Okay. We sold more homes last year in 2021 than we did 2019. So it can't be a supply problem. Because if there wasn't the supply, we would not have done 6.1 million homes. Uh -huh. Second, I can say that because days on market went from 42 or 43 to 17. So basically, it was 100% a demand problem. It was 100% created by the Federal Reserve. It was 100% created with $9 trillion in treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. The Federal <coughs> Reserve created an environment uh, that is going to be painful for a decade. Okay, so we are where we are. You can't, you can't, at least nobody has a time machine yet that I know of. Uh, so we are where we are. Uh, what is happening right now is rates are going up. And if you watch my channel, you know, I have a couple of mortgage brokers on every week. Again, that's what's different about my channel, right? I bring experts from all over. And they have told you about interest rates going up 200 basis points which for simply said goes from three to 5%. Mm -hmm. This is causing demand destruction. Yes. On top of that, we have inflation and gas prices and war and in, in, in the media talking about yield inversion and recessions and stagflation. The consumer is running away. I called it 10 days ago. Fundamental change, one conversation with Matt the Mortgage guy, I'm like, okay, demand destruction has started. And I've been getting notes ever since that it's happening. But here's the deal. You can have demand destruction, as you're saying, down to 250 and have no impact on supply because mom and dad are sitting at the kitchen table with a 2.75, 30-year money going, yeah, our house is too small, but we can't afford to move. Right. The supply that was coming on the last two years, not going to come on. 72% or 71% of mortgages have been recast in the last 24 months. Mm -hmm. The Federal Reserve, I, I would be shocked if we do 6 million homes sales any year between now and 2026. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's, folks, it's broken. The system's broken. Mm -hmm. It's broken. And yeah, we're, it's, the, the only person that, dude, this here's the deal. The only person that sells now, maybe if you're an investor, right? You have multiple homes, fair, right? Because it's not where you live. Uh, the only other person that sells uh, is if you get a big windfall and you can afford to stroke that big check. Mm -hmm. uh, death, right? Divorce, job transfers. There are life events that happen. But um, dude, I, everybody sees demand destruction because rates are up. I am actually far more concerned about what you guys are not looking at the supply side. Agreed. 
The supply so, side is going to be worse. So let me talk a little bit about supply side because I agree with you. The supply side of things, 9, 10, and 11, mm-hmm. 3 million homes, 250,000 homes a month were coming online through foreclosure. Yeah. Cascading. Boom, boom, Ca- boom, boom. I mean, literally, it was like, it was like, constant like it was a constant flow literally guys on monday were like i'm waiting for my list cool i got my list cool these are the four or five and in my market there weren't institutional buy there wasn't institutional buying didn't happen so no i got to take a look every week and like yep that one every monday and and sadly i couldn't do a transaction once a week i was literally doing a couple one or two a year which is what pains me because the inventory was finally there. Here's the issue. This is why if you think a housing crash is coming, you're an idiot is because of one thing. We're not going to have 250,000 homes entering the market through foreclosure because 80% of them or or like 90% of them have at least 10% equity. They can just sell. Yeah. It's, it's, um, Again, this I put all of this at the feet of the Federal Reserve. A hundred percent. They stayed in the market too Lack long. Lack of action. Uh, they, they kept buying treasuries. Rates again. The th- anything sub four percent is going to be an asset going forward. Absolutely. And, and it's going to freeze people. I know. I I can I I can envision mom and dad sitting at the kitchen table or in on the couch or in the car going, boy, it would really be nice to have a bigger home. Then they look at the mortgage payments, 1287 bucks. The other homes, only a hundred grand more, right? So again, on a 30-year mortgage, a hundred grand is really not that much because you've had 10 years of wage increase and in promotions. But they're gonna look at a you know 2.7 mortgage versus 6.7 and go, how much more is that? Yeah. The part oh, of the, we're, the part we're, of the, we're gonna stay put, honey. The part of the economy that is going to be in difficult in difficulty is going to be the move up buyer that's who's getting absolutely crushed so they're not they're not going to have a first-time buyer program they're not going to have access to a 40-year mortgage first Mm -hmm. they're going to do all of those things and like i've talked about in previous videos all it's going to do is drastically increase the median price of a first-time buyer home Mm -hmm. And because there isn't as much of a market for that home that's another thousand square feet that only costs an extra hundred thousand bucks, but can't be purchased because it's a 6% rate now, that's the stuff that's going to suffer. There's going to be a much smaller margin between the first time home buyer home and the move up home buyer home. And that's what's going, that's what, if you're in that tweener house in your market, it's going to be a while. Yeah. And also don't forget that that's what a lot of home builders are doing. That's what they build. That's of what course. They, that's what they build in my they build market. build the move-up house. Yeah. You can't make money buying first-time homebuyer homes. Nope. And unless you're a very specialized builder, you're not buying the million dollar, you're not building the million yeah, dollars. If you're stuff. doing one spec home a year. Exactly. Okay. But yeah. Yep. It's, um, yeah. The, again, because what people don't realize is the move-up buyer, it actually takes out at least two transactions. And oh, it yeah. could be three or four, mm-hmm. right? Because again, totally agree. Mm-hmm. I sell my home, one transaction. I buy another home, two transactions. That buyer may buy another home. Right. If this person decides never to move, that whole cascade doesn't happen. That's right. And that's, again, that's largely what is going to feed into 
that move up buyer, uh, not really not moving. <laughs> and then secondarily, that dr putting a drastic drag on transactions for yeah. sure. Because yeah. real estate is the real estate is the industry of multiplication, not addition. Oh, I totally agree. So totally yeah, agree. I think okay. so. Yeah, that's right. That's where I think the biggest difference is, is going to impact folks. And then lastly, I, we both agree, transactions uh, are going to crash. Again, yeah. we define crash at greater than twenty percent. I've actually on record saying peak to trough it could be down as much as fifty percent which would go from 6.1 to just over 3 million. That's a crash. Well, and that's why I used that 50% number, 500,000 homes a month right now we're selling. I said, let's get nuts. Let's go with Mike's worst case scenario. Now we're 250. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is we still have to have people putting homes on at the same rate they're putting homes on to even create that real inventory issue, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So if they're not putting homes on at the pace of, you know, 500 or 600,000 homes a month. Exactly. That's what they're doing. They're yeah. putting 600,000 homes a month on the market. 500,000 are selling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and then of course, just to round this out, uh, transactions are going down. So prices have to fall, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if you're watching the video, you're not paying attention because that's the issue is that you can build, 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 build inventory. It comes down to payment. There's still people that have to move. And so will you eventually see price destruction after demand destruction? Of course. It almost all, one almost always follows the other. The issue is, is that it's not tomorrow. It's not, there's still people I know today that are just like, yep, you know what? We're going to throw it on the market. And they did. It's under contract and they're going to sell. And I know people now that have made the decision. I sold and now I'm going to rent. And I said, very interesting. And they're like, we just had way too big of an exit to not leave. So we're going to do it. And they said, where we were able to downsize, we're renting much, much smaller. We went to a cheaper town. They did all the things that they needed to do. They, they believe that it's going to be sometime in the next three to five years okay. that they're not going to then be renters anymore. Okay. I Actually believe... That, let's I make that video number three. I think that's a great topic we should talk about. So Done. we'll make that video three. Uh, where can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube, Lumberjack Landlord on Instagram and our live stream Sundays on YouTube at 1130 Eastern time. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike.